If you are looking to continue developing your coaching skills or have a new coach that you'd like to train or onboard, check out our upcoming activity coaching clinics. We are hosting both our basics and advanced clinics every Monday for our basics clinic and Tuesday for our advanced clinic from 1.30 to 3 Central Standard Time. It runs October 2nd through November 6th, and you can learn more and register at heatherpriceconsulting.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Activity Coaching Conversations with Heather and Sabina, where we discuss coaching strategies for the overachievers, the slow starters, and everyone in between. We're going to share everything we know about instilling early success habits, the science behind activity, and how to build a values-based, FR-centered coaching philosophy. Activity Coaching Conversations is all about balancing accountability with the art and science of coaching. Welcome back, everybody. We're glad you're here. Remember that time way back in episode 16 on the psychology of the sales cycle when we skipped right over prospecting? Well, we're back with an entire episode devoted to just that, the psychology of prospecting. Prospecting is one of the most important activities an FR will engage in. All roads eventually lead back to prospecting. It's the biggest multiplier an FR will ever have. It's where new clients come from. It's where repeat sales come from and so forth. So it's definitely the thing you need to master early and um, often. So we're going to start, as we often do, with good old Al Granham's definition of an ideal prospect. It really only has three components. Number one, someone who is intelligent. Number two, responsible. And number three, has good economic potential. This is where you were going to pop in, Heather. What does he never say? He never says that they're wealthy or that they have lots of money. Right. He doesn't go say, find the wealthiest people you know. What he wants you to do and what we all want them to do, the reps to do, is to focus on those who are on the right track and can grow over time with the FR. Um, You'll have to really repeat this over and over and over and over again. I always tell FRs that everybody wants the prospects who are at the peak of their success, right? But if you get them when they're just starting out and showing signs of success, those folks will stick with you when they reach their peak of success because you believed from the start that they would get there. And there's a lot of power in that. Kind of like coaches believe in their FRs, the FRs need to believe in their prospects as well. Here's another uh, truth bomb. You can't substitute quality for quantity. I'm going to say that again because reps love to think this is true, that you can do this, but you can't. You can't substitute quality for quantity. Granham is adamant that quantity leads to quality. The more prospects an FR gets, the more likely they are to find some great ones in there. So, for example, getting 10, quote, really good prospects in a week does not outweigh the benefits of 20 average prospects. Because here's the deal. This is a game of large numbers to small numbers every time in every aspect. 10 prospects will yield three fact finders, no matter what. 20 prospects will yield six fact finders, regardless of the quality of those prospects. So when your FRs tell you they need better prospects, first you want to talk about the quantity, and then 
talk about defining who those better prospects are. So when, when someone tells me they want to be in a better market or they just need better prospects, I first often ask them to define what that means, like really define that. And, and by defining it, I mean talking about the character traits of these better prospects, not just their income and occupation. Now, this is a double benefit. If an FR asks for a prospect by saying, who's the most positive person you know? That's a great character trait, right? Then when the rep calls that prospect, they can say, you know, when I asked Heather who was the most positive person she knows, without hesitation, she named you. So when you call that person, you're both paying them a compliment from someone they know and asking for the appointment. Now, Heather, I know you've had some experience directly coaching a rep who successfully did this. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. It's really tied to the characteristic traits. And I've had some good conversations with reps who, you know, feel like they don't enjoy the people that they're meeting with, right? Like, yeah, I'm meeting with people, but they don't give me a whole lot of energy. I'd like to work mm-hmm. with a different prospect. And so I work with them to help them define, well, who do you want to work with? What would be fun? What type of person? What are they into? Um, just yesterday, mm-hmm. as a matter of fact, I was working with somebody who um, was saying that she didn't want to get away from her passion as she was starting her new business. And her passion was in the fashion industry. It was something that she loves. And she felt like that was kind of fading away. And I said, well, why do you have to separate the two? I said, what if when you're prospecting, you say, I love working with fashion forward people. I have a passion for it. Who do you, who's the most stylish, you know, fun fashion person that you know? And she got so excited. Her energy just went through the roof. And uh, so I thought that was a really good example. Another example is, um, you know, another woman who said the same thing. She wanted to work with energetic, fun people. So she came up with some questions, a similar um, to this, asking, you know, who are the Beyonce and Jay-Z of your friend group, right? Who's the first person to get up and do karaoke, (laughs) um, you know, when you're at a party? Yeah. Um, So finding those fun people. And then what a great door opener, right? When you call to say, well, they said you were the, you know, um, Jay-Z and Beyonce of their friend group, right? Or you are the most fashion-forward person that they know or stylish or trendy or whatever. Um, Just makes it fun, too. Exactly. Exactly. And and you can just imagine that the other person is going to be smiling right away. So it's just a great way to start a phone call. So I think that's important to know. Um, some of the other things that you want to ask your FRs who talk about getting different or better prospects is ask them what they have in common with those folks. You know, so you're going to you're going to naturally attract people to you who are kind of like you. So you can you identify what you have in common with these people that you want to be meeting with? Sometimes the these better prospects, they're, you know, they're in different kinds of professions. So I always like to ask them too, what issues do these prospects face? You know, what are they facing? You know, what issues are they facing today and in the future? So, you know, if you want to get in the medical market, that that's all, that's a, um, there's a lot of issues with that today. So what are the things that you might be able to address with them if you do get in front of them? Um, something that, that gets overlooked sometimes is what veteran reps in your office are in the markets that the new FR wants to be in? Are there opportunities to both pick their brain about how they got into that market, how they work in that market, you know, what are the issues in that market? And are there opportunities then for joint work for somebody who's already in that market? I always like to ask them, how are you going to find these people, right? (laughs) Like that's, you know, they're out there, but how are you going to find, how are you going to find them? 
And this really helps um, reps identify and come up with a game plan, not just toss out that generic, oh, I want to be in a better market. I need better prospects. Because often when you press them, they start to realize that they want to be in that quote, better market, but they don't really have a firm definition of what that means. And it's so helpful to help them nail that down. So let's switch gears for a minute and talk about asking for prospects, um, because this is an area that FRs struggle with the most in many cases. And they'll come up with just about any excuse not to do it, right? We always tell reps to ask 100% of their kept appointments for referrals, and they know they should. So why, oh, why don't they do it? Well, I think one of the reasons that I know, right? (laughs) One of the reasons that I've uncovered over the years is the language. And so let me explain. I am absolutely not saying that you shouldn't have prospecting language, but here's, here's how it can often go. We teach them in training what I like to call the formal language for asking. You know, the language they learn in training, which, you know, follows the the six-step prospecting language to some extent, you know, they get the affirmative, they ask, um, you know, who you know, who else do you know, and so on and so forth. So I found that reps actually do a pretty good job with that. Um, Usually after a fact finder, which is typically when they're asking for the first time. um, But then what happens? Let's say they open a case and they go back to that same person within a couple of weeks. The general demeanor and attitude of the rep is, well, gosh, I just asked them for referrals. I can't ask them again. Now, this attitude is is largely because the rep thinks they have to ask using the exact same language that they did before when they asked the first time, and that feels a little awkward. So over the years, I've trained reps to think of the second, third, and subsequent asks as being what I like to call a little softer than the first more formal one. It's a little less formal. So for example, let's say you're prospecting with the same person throughout the steps of the sales cycle. It might go something like this. At the fact finder, you that's the first time you're asking. So you would use that formal prospecting language that you learned in training that you hopefully know so incredibly well that you can just reel it off, right? So that's how you would do it the first time. Now, let's say a couple of weeks later, you go back. You don't want to use that same language again. What you want to do is update and complement. So you might say something like this. Heather, I was able to reach three of the five great people that you referred me to um, when we last met, and they were great. They're exactly the kind of people that I want to um, try to get in front of. Two of them agreed to see me, and one said I could keep in touch, and I'm, I'm still trying to get a hold of the other two. Does anybody else like those five come to mind? Now, the rep might not get five more names, but they might get one or two more. Certainly, they're going to get more than if they didn't ask at all. You'd be surprised, or maybe you wouldn't, at the lack of updating at the next appointment. I like to compare it to fixing people up, right? Like, say you have two two people you know, and you think, man, those people would probably really get along. So you fix them up. Um, what do you always want to know? Heather, what do you always want to know if you're going to, if you fix anybody up, what do you want to know? Uh, what happened? How did it turn out? (laughs) Right. How did it go? Updating people around prospecting is just the professional version of that, right? People appreciate it because one of the biggest fears that people have when they give a rep names is that the people they referred will get mad at them for some reason, right? 
So by updating them, you actually alleviate that fear and reinforce that they did something good, especially when you can say, you know, two of the five agreed to see me. So it's because of that person. Now, so that's, that's the second time, right? Maybe you, you know, your, it's your first close or your second close. Then the third time, um, the third time you meet with the same person in that sales cycle, you can be kind of humorous. I, I might sit down with Heather and go through whatever we're doing in that appointment. And then I can lean back and kind of laugh and say, Heather, guess what I'm going to ask you now? Heather knows exactly what I'm going to ask her because I ha- I'm two for two in our meetings and asking her, except it's been a little bit different each time, but we accomplished the same thing. This, this um, aspect of asking for referrals really is to help reps understand that they're training their prospects and clients to expect them to ask every time. And that's anytime you can get a rep out of their own head and thinking about what the other person is thinking of, um, it's, it's really helpful to them. So I always would tell reps, if you only prospect now and then, it's always going to be awkward because the person you're going to be asking isn't expecting it. And so they're not prepared. If you do what we just outlined for you, um, you know, the formal language, the updating and complimenting, and then a little bit of humor, um, they're going to expect it every time as part of the appointment. And some of those clients are going to come to future reviews years down the road, ask around. You'll have veteran reps that'll tell you this actually happens. They're going to come to meetings with names because they're going to say, look, I know you're going to ask. So here are two new people that I, that, you know, just joined my office. Or, I do that. You know, we just had Don't a new neighbor move in. <laughs> they will come prepared, right? Yeah. Yeah, right? of course. Um, because you know that they're going to ask you. And it doesn't, it doesn't mean that you are going to get names every time you do that, but you certainly have a much greater chance of getting names than if you weren't asking at all. So there's so much more to say about prospecting. I mean, we could spend hours on this time. We could probably have an entire activity coaching conversation year just around prospecting. Heather, did you want to say yeah, something? Yeah, I just have, you know, as I'm um, listening to you share um, your feedback and your thoughts, a couple things came to mind. Um, The first is when you were talking about, you know, they'll often ask the first time, but then they don't ask again because they think, well, I just asked last week. I'm not going to ask again. Mm -hmm. You know, the interesting thing is sometimes it's the same people that will give you names over and over and over again because they're comfortable with it. They have no problem with it. So sometimes you're going to get the most names from the same person and you'll get none from the same people, right? Like the same people that won't give you names now won't give them to you later. So, um, you know, yeah. you you have to, what do we say all the time? You have to let the process do its job because you just don't know. You can't make yes. those assumptions. Um, so let the process do its job. The other thing that I think is so important is oftentimes when I role play prospecting language with FRs, what I hear them miss is the why. They jump right from, they do the affirmative and then they mm-hmm. jump right into, so I want to tell yep. you, you know, I want to uh, ask you, who do you know is the funniest person you know, right? Or who is the kindest, but whatever. Um, yeah. they're, they're forgetting the why they're asking. And that's crucial, right? Because people don't care what you do. They care why you do it, right? So they don't care why you're asking for referrals. Right. If, you just, if you just jump in and start asking for referrals, in their mind, they're going, why the heck is she asking me for referrals, right? Um, but if you help them yeah. understand whether you yep. go the I get paid in two ways direction or you go you know, the direction of I mm-hmm. build my business based on referrals, whatever direction you choose to go, don't forget to describe why you are going to ask before, before you dive in. 
Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. Because I, the other thing that that just actually made me think of was, um, you know, one of the things I've heard people say over the years is, you know, I'm in a profession where I get to pick the people I work with. You know, it's one of the great, you know, fortunate parts of what I do. I get to pick, handpick the people that I work with. And that's, it goes right to the why. That's why I'm in this career. Um, it also made me think of something else that's probably a little off topic, but I'm going to throw it out there anyway. When you're meeting with people who have, because you're absolutely right about some, some of the same people will give you referrals over and over again. So when you're meeting with um, a center of influence or you have a prospecting only meeting as a rep, um, the why is even more important in that one. I always coach people to, to tell people what you're excited about in your business. You know, I'm going to grow my business by 40% this year, um, you know, and here's how I'm going to do it. I'm super excited about that. And I, I think you could be an important part of that. People want to get on the positive, you know, momentum train, right? Like they want to be there with you. They want to be part of that reason that you grew your business in a given year. Because it's really um, centers of influence, to your point, those are the people that give you, the same people give you names over and over and over again, because they know you, they know you do good work. Um, and and I, I want to also touch on the other thing you said was some people will never give you names. That doesn't mean you don't go through the process. Right. Every yeah. time they're going to say, if you're, it's a fifth meeting with them and they say, you know, I'm not going to give you any names. And you're, all you have to do is use a little humor and say, I know, Heather, but it's my job. I got to ask, you know, I feel like I might, you might break down one day, you know, but just have <laughs> some, have some fun with it. <laughs> you know, prospecting is a big, scary thing, but it doesn't always have to be. You can, you're allowed to have fun in the business. That's, That's right. You and know, that, I think we say that a lot to coaches, you know. Absolutely. I, you know, I would say too, just, you know, from a, an activity coaching standpoint, right? We're talking about all of these great ideas and ways to coach people. Force your reps. I'm saying force, like you're going to physically force them, but sometimes you might have to really force them <laughs> yeah. to role play. Um, make them step outside their comfort yes. zone. I don't care. I mean, I have grown men in their 40s who squirm and literally will say, can we talk mm -hmm. about the weather instead? You know, they, they just don't want to practice their yeah, language. Right. Um, <laughs> yes. But this is what they do for a living. So it's your job as a coach to, you know, make them mm -hmm. step outside their comfort zone, make them squirm. It's probably uncomfortable for you a little bit as a coach, but in the long run, it's the best thing for them. Absolutely. And here's a fun way to do it. It's not fun for them. But it's, I, I say fun in that it's fun to um, uncover these things. At, at a Monday morning meeting, we used to do this. Um, you put like phoning language, prospecting language, approach language in a hat and put people's names in a hat or, you know, put people's names in a hat and pull it out. And I, and maybe I pull you and I say, Heather, come up to the front of the room and give us your phoning language. Come up to the front of the room and give us your prospecting language. And so that and you, you let people know that you're going to do it. You're going to, everybody at a Monday morning meeting is going to have to do phoning, prospecting, or the approach language. We don't know who's going to do it and we don't know which one you're going to get. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, they'll have to be prepared. And if they're not, then it's going to show and it's going to show big. Yeah. Because one of the things you don't want to have happen in an activity coaching meeting, well, it will happen, is when you ask people, because all of these role plays are pretty quick. You can do them in an activity coaching meeting, right? to ask them to do their prospecting language and have them respond by saying, oh, well, Heather, it depends. I do it differently every time. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> that's, so that's, that's another way to uncover it. It makes people, to Heather's point, yes, it's going to make people uncomfortable. Role play is always uncomfortable. What do we know from our clinics, Heather? Oh, it's their favorite part. It is. We play. get the surveys back and everybody said, oh, I was dreading no. it, but it was the most helpful part. Yes. So true. 
That's it. It's the most dreaded and the best, the best use of time. It, that's, it's so funny. Every single time we get that feedback, role play, role play, role play. So yes, it's, I don't think any of us like to do it. It's an artificial scenario, but it has value. It has tremendous value. So well, that's a good segue. Anyway, as I said, this is the, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. There's so much to say. Um, we covered about 10% of it, but hopefully this gives you a starting point to help your reps see prospecting in a slightly different light and make it a little less intimidating. So now it's time for our Say that again. Okay, so in today's Say That Again, um, Heather's going to be a financial rep who wants to um, up, up her prospecting to a better kind of person. Like she just wants to get some better prospects. So we're going to just do a quick role play around that. So as, as part of an activity coaching meeting. So Heather, um, I noticed you haven't been asking as much for referrals. Tell me a little bit about that. Is it, is it uh, what, what's going on there? Yeah, I don't know. I'm really just not getting a lot of energy from the people that I'm meeting with. I'd prefer probably to maybe work in a different market or have some different prospects to call, something that's going to give me more energy and probably get more results from. Okay. Um, that's understandable. I think, you know, you definitely want to have energy when you're out there meeting with people. So let's talk about that in a little more detail. What, um, what kinds of prospects are you looking for specifically? Um, number one, I would say people that are probably a little more established financially um, and in their careers, mm -hmm. meeting with a lot of young, okay. younger people. Um, I would say um, probably more responsible people, people who, you know, are wanting to take action. And I don't know, with my background in chiropractics, you know, something like in the natural health field, I think would be just more fun for me. Okay. And how are you asking for those kinds of people? Um, I mean, I'm really just sticking to the red letter language. Okay. And you found that that is not getting you the kinds of people that you need? Um, no, not really. Oh. I mean, I'm just, yeah, I'm you okay. know, t telling them that, you know, at first I feed names from the fact finder. Um, and then I go into mm -hmm. my feeder categories. Who do you know that's changed careers, just got married, just had okay. kids. Mm -hmm. Um, so I go through those categories. Um, you know, people who are responsible. I'm asking some of those questions. Okay. So you, and you've typically done a great job and done, and that's why I've noticed that your prospecting has fallen off a little bit because you usually are pretty spot on in terms of the kind of prospects that you get. So let's, let's shake it up a little bit, figure out how you can, how you can find some of these people that you really want. Okay. Um, what, what do you think is the best way to get what you want? Probably to ask for it. <laughs> <laughs> right. So how might you ask me to refer you to some of the kinds of people that you want, all the people that you just described to me? What are some, like, don't, don't, you know the language backwards and forwards. And when we do our role play scenarios, you have that, you've got it nailed down. So once you have that nailed down, you can kind of play with it a little bit. Like you understand the why of prospecting and all of that. So let's just, if you were just didn't have any language at your disposal and you were just going to ask me for what you wanted, what would you say? As you know, Sabina, I, or maybe you don't know, I don't know, I'd, maybe I'd have to describe if we hadn't talked about it already, but I actually um, joined this industry after um, a brief career in the chiropractic industry, ironically, um, but after years, I knew it was time to make a change, but I'm still very passionate about that. Natural, you know, natural health is a passion of mine. 
um, love to work with people and help people in that mm-hmm. area. Is there anybody that you know that shares that same passion or shares that same interest? Is that what you're looking for? Okay. That's awesome. Okay. Yeah. That's what I'm looking for. Okay. That's how did it feel to ask for that? Um, a little choppy, I mean, but I mean, it, yeah, kind of. I mean, it's the first time mm-hmm. I've said it. So I think with some practice, I could refine it and make it feel a little yeah. less choppy, but yeah. Yeah. So, so getting into the natural health world, though, like what are, um, do you know any veteran reps who are already in that kind of, in that field that you might pick their brain or do some joint work? Not Ask that them I know how they got that into it. In the field. I mean, I guess in the physician's market, I don't know how natural health that is, but I could do mm-hmm. some asking. Yeah. I, I check around and see if anybody else has, um, you know, has some clients who are more in the natural, uh, the natural health world. And, and what, um, what other questions might you ask? Like, would you think about who's the healthiest person, you know? Oh, that's a good idea. I like that one. How does it feel? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If yeah. somebody asks you that. Yeah. Or who's um, the most in Because then what happens when most... you call that person? Yeah. Right. Yeah. They can say that you're one. Of, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like that. So, okay. So I think, um, you know, I, I absolutely understand you're wanting to get into some different markets that give you some more energy. And I think um, part of it is giving yourself permission to shake up the language a little bit and just specifically ask for what you want because um, you'll have more fun. And, and we know that when you're enthusiastic about something, that's going to that's gonna, uh, run over to the other person. They're mm-hmm. going to want to be a part of that, right? Yeah, totally. So, so let's think about your prospecting opportunities today. Um, how often do you think you could ask in that manner in your, with your appointments today? Uh, that's a good I question. I mean, scheduled. I do. I think I want to refine the language a little bit. I suppose I could practice today. It's not going to hurt, right? Um, so, yeah, I mean, I can just add a question in there yeah. around each of them and then give it some practice, maybe put some language together tonight and work on it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Don't delay too much though, because you the way you did it with me seemed very natural. So okay. I think you could just say what you said right there. To, you know, a little bit, take a little bit of risk today. Okay, see what happens. I'll do it. All right, I'm excited. This okay, is good. Be fun. Well, I will look forward to um, chatting with you tomorrow. Yeah, me too. I, I'm excited for you. I yeah. look forward to talking to you tomorrow and seeing how it went. Thanks for helping me think outside All the right. box. You bet. Okay, so Heather, um, any final thoughts around prospecting? No, oh, I thought it was great. Lots of good content. Thank you. Thanks for doing a great job, as always, in the role play. (laughs) Anytime. (laughs) So thanks for joining us today. We hope that you took away some some little bits and pieces that you can use in your next activity coaching meeting around prospecting. There's, um, I'm sure we'll be back to revisit this topic in the future. So um, thanks again for joining us. Thanks for joining us today for Activity Coaching Conversations with Heather and Sabina. If you found value in this conversation, please like, share, and leave a review in your favorite podcast app. And to learn more about our activity coaching clinics and how to hone your skills, visit heatherpriceconsulting.com. Link is in the show notes. Thanks again for listening. Keep learning and growing.